welcome to another episode of Dr. MC's Self-Care Cabaret Podcast. I'm Teresa Melito connors a PhD-level self-care expert in the greater Boston area with a passion for helping others recognize the importance of caring for themselves. For the next couple of episode releases, we're going to mix things up a bit. Instead of the usual format, we are going to share what we're calling bite-sized pods, which will be me, Dr. MC, chatting with you about a particular topic. Episodes will continue to drop bi-weekly on Wednesdays. These will likely be on the shorter side, but with the new school year upon us, shorter may be just what the doctor ordered. So today, I want to talk to you about the importance of listening to your body. Mm. We tend to be so disconnected from our body. We don't even listen to the basic cues that it's giving us. Every day, every second of every day, your body is trying to tell you something. One of my favorite quotes, and I admit I don't know who this is attributed to. I've looked it up before and cannot confirm, but I did not write this. Anyway, if you listen to your body when it whispers... You won't have to hear it scream. I'm going to say that again. If you listen to your body when it whispers, you won't have to hear it scream. Yikes. That's powerful stuff. And it almost makes you take a step back and really start to think about what is your body telling you and what are you ignoring? Are you just powering through? Are you ignoring maybe your hunger cues and your fullness cues? Lots of things we tend to ignore. So let's take this back one step further and let's rethink about our definition of self-care. So we know that self-care is not just a mani-pedi or an occasional spa day or maybe even when you have a day off. Self-care is your foundation. It is the foundational work required so you show up as the best you possible. And you've heard me talk about the domains so much, but we know that when we want to be really healthy and practice wellness in a really routine way, we practice across the domains. And we really look at how we feed ourselves, how we hydrate, how we move our body, how we soothe, how we rest, our relationships, our spiritual practices, our environment, our self-compassion, etc., etc. There are 10 domains. You probably could recite them all. <laughs> So we have to shift our thinking around this and remember that stress will kill you. So if you're not taking care of yourself and you're not figuring out what it is your body's telling you and how important that is, you're running the risk of all sorts of unintended health consequences. And when I talk about stress and self-care, I'm not saying that, you know, Practicing self-care is going to make stress go away. It won't make it go away, but what happens is you get to change your reaction. You get to take the control back and you decide how you react and how your body is going to react. You set the boundaries. You're in control. I really have a hard time with the word hustling now. And I want you, if you use that word, I want you to stop using the word hustling because that means like running around crazy and not listening to your body. Instead, we need to take a step back and recalibrate with what is important to us. Do things that are joyful. Do things that prioritize your needs above everything else. And no, society won't give you a gold star for this. Your boss isn't going to pat you on the back and say, gee, 
Nice job taking a mental health day earlier this week. I bet you feel great. (laughs) If you're waiting for that, then forget it. But it doesn't matter. You have to do this and make yourself the priority. If you need to take a mental health day or use your paid time off, use your sick days, whatever it is you get, use it. The statistics in this country for people taking their paid time off are terrible. Stop that. We need to do it and take care of yourself. Don't make it harder than it has to be. Okay, so now let's get back to listening to the body. So when you don't take care of yourself and when you allow dis-ease to manifest in the body, it shows itself in a lot of different ways, usually through physical pain. How many people listening to this have ever felt any physical discomfort? Well, I know it's a podcast and I can't see you raising your hands, but I imagine that just about anybody here can resonate with that. So when we think about intuitive eating or body scan meditations, these things are really to help us get back into our body. No one else is going to do this for you. If you go to a medical professional, you know, one of the domains of self-care is our physical and medical care and that domain. But if you go to a medical professional, chances are they're going to treat the symptom. They're going to give you some medication or recommendation, but it's just going to get to this. It's just going to treat the symptom. You're not going to get to the root cause. But if you are feeling or experiencing some dis-ease, whatever it is, there's a root cause. And it's worth it to take the time to figure out what it is that you could be doing that is contributing to the disease. So if you're familiar at all with the work of Louise Hay, she talks a lot about this and I highly recommend looking into her work. She actually has this whole really cool like dictionary where you can look up a uh, ailment and kind of see how she thought that it related to the body and recommendations for healing and whatnot. It's pretty cool. But anyway, we're not going to go into that too much. But I am going to give you some personal examples of time times where I took the time to kind of just step back, see what was going on in my body to heal any dis-ease. And these are, some of them are kind of silly examples, but anyway, finger pain, okay? This was back a few years ago, just before COVID actually, I was noticing on my left hand, my pinky finger, I was experiencing a really intense pain that would radiate down from the pinky finger all the way down the side of my hand, down my forearm towards the elbow. It was not pleasant and it was persistent, meaning, you know, something that like wouldn't happen, you know, every day or whatever I was feeling this and I was getting really annoyed. Now I do sit at a computer. I was coming off of having just finished the doctorate. So I thought, this must be something that is going to require surgery. I'm going to need PT. I'm figuring my brain goes to the absolute worst case scenario. So I was a little hesitant to go to the doctor because I figured they're going to give me some medication. I'm going to have to do all these ridiculous things and figure out what this is. Well, anyway, I decided to just kind of take a step back and maybe pay attention to what I was doing that could be causing this pain. Well, sure enough, after a day or so, I realized that's the hand I use to hold my phone and I brace my iPhone with my pinky finger. Hmm. 
So I thought, maybe I should get a pop socket. Maybe that's why everybody's using those on their phones. So sure enough, a quick little fix, grabbed a pop socket. Guess what? The pain went away almost immediately. So again, a little bit of a silly example, but just gives you to the, get you to the idea of taking a step back and listening to your body. And we're going to talk more about how to make this an actual practice that you do regularly. So let's see, I'm going to give you another example, foot pain. A lot of people experience foot pain and they never think to look at the shoes that they're wearing. I know that might sound silly, but it's not even just foot pain. It actually could be radiating up if you're experiencing knee pain, hip pain, even lower back pain. That could all just be related to an old pair of sneakers that really need to be replaced So think about that also. And I remember one time my mom just reminded me of this recently. You know, I've I've always had a bit of a shoe thing and I have always liked to wear um, fancy shoes and have admittedly spent way too much money on fancy shoes at other times in my life. However, um, apparently my mom reminded me that I recently said to uh, one time, not recently, said to her, I'm not wearing dance goes every day. I want to wear my Louboutins or whatever. Yeah, well, guess who's wearing dance goes almost every day now? Me, because I don't experience the pain. There was a time several years ago when I would try to get up in the morning and my husband would tell me I look like a baby deer trying to take their first steps because I was experiencing intense heel pain and knee pain. And that was because of wearing shoes that were not properly supportive. I don't experience that anymore now that I finally decided to um, (laughs) wear dance goes or Crocs or other shoes that are more supportive. And when it comes to shoes like that, I highly recommend if you live near a uh, marathon sports or city sports or any type of running store, actually go there and have them watch you walk because they can tell by the way you walk, the best shoes and sneaker recommendations for you. So it's actually really helpful to do. So don't just take a stab at what's going to be the best sneaker for you. Definitely take the time to get professionally measured and get some recommendations and see what you can do there. So one of the best ways for us to make sure that we are in our body and just you know, paying attention to what's going on and really listening is through mindfulness. And you may be familiar with mindfulness. You may may know what that is. You may, I'm sure you've heard the word, but it does get thrown around a lot. So I do want to share with you several, actually, mindfulness techniques that you can start to incorporate into your everyday routine. Thing about mindfulness is you can, you know, do it anytime. It's free. And it doesn't generally take a long time. So you can start to incorporate some of these things into your everyday routines so that you are more in tune with yourself and the present moment. And we will end today's episode with a short body scan meditation, which will also help you in this journey. And again, I love to share things that are quick and easy, efficient and free most of the time for you to do that you can just add to your toolkit and use them when you need them. Okay, so back to mindfulness. So these are some of my favorite ways to practice mindfulness. The first one, when you start to feel that stress and that anxiety, start to feel that heat rise, something's going on in your in your world and you just want to 
I don't know, scream. <laughs> See if you can practice the stop method. So for S, you're going to stop what you're doing. T, you're going to take a breath. So you're going to take a nice, big, deep breath in through your nose and a long exhale. Make the exhale longer than the inhale. For O, you're going to observe. So observe your inner and outer worlds just for a moment. And then P, proceed. So all you're doing is just giving yourself that momentary pause, that intentional breath, before proceeding can make a really big difference in just how you react to things, how you respond to different things. Great practice. Another one, we tend to focus on negative. Who focuses on negative? I know I do. And it's really hard when you get yourself stuck in that negative spiral. I want you to instead shift that thinking and ask yourself what went well? WWW, what went well? Focus your energy there. When you focus on negative, you actually attract more negative back into your life. Oof, we don't want that. So practice what went well instead. Okay, next one. A rainbow walk. Or you can actually do this. You don't have to do it outside. You can do it in the room you're sitting in right now, wherever you are. Take a look around. See if you can spot something of every color of the rainbow. Really look at the beauty that is around you. So do you spot something red, orange, yellow, etc.? If you do this outside, take a look around and see what you can spot for colors outside in the world. That one you can call a rainbow walk. And really be there in the present moment, seeing the beauty that is around you. Okay, next one. We're going to give the world a hug. Okay, sit up in your chair. If you're seated or if you can, take a seated position. I want you to really feel your body supported by the chair. You can close your eyes or lower your gaze. I want you to take a big deep breath in through your nose. Pause. And when you do, open your arms wide like you're going to give the whole world a hug. And I think the whole world could really use a hug. On the exhale, nice long exhale through the mouth, you're going to bring your arms in and give yourself a hug and really give yourself a hug. Feel that therapeutic touch, that compassionate pressure on your body. Give yourself a little squeeze. Repeat as necessary. So that's a nice self-compassion and mindfulness activity. So those are just a few ways that you can begin to invite more mindfulness into your life and into your daily routines. And remember, when you listen to your body when it whispers, you won't have to hear it scream. So with that, we're going to end on a little body scan meditation. This is somewhat of a variation on a body scan because you can do much longer ones. This is a pretty quick one. But you can do this anytime, any place, anywhere. Doesn't take a long time. Do it while you're sitting at your desk on a break. Go to the bathroom. Do it there, wherever. And really try to get into a habit of doing this regularly so you can really begin to see and feel what's going on in your body. Okay, ready? I want you to get into a comfortable position. Again, I want you to feel your body supported 
by whatever it is you are sitting on. I want you to feel your feet firmly planted into the ground beneath you, all four corners of your feet pressing firmly into the ground. I want you to sit up in your chair. You can close your eyes or lower your gaze. And just be here for a moment. And now I want you to take your hands and I want you to make fists. And I want you to make really, really, really tight fists. And then I want you to release it. And now add the breath. I want you to breathe in through your nose. Fill the belly all the way. Squeeze your hands, squeeze your fists. And exhale through the mouth. And release. Let me just do that a couple of times. You can just feel some tension going in your body. And now we're going to check in with ourselves. So what's going on? What do you need right now? What does your body need? Do you feel tension anywhere? Can you let it go? Are you tired? How's your energy? Are you hungry? Do you need to use the bathroom? Are you thirsty? How's your stomach feel? Are there decisions that you've made recently or things you're stressed out about and you're feeling them in your gut? What's going on there? And can you let them go? Can you let it go? Are you feeling pain or dis-ease anywhere in the body? Just make note of it. We're not here to judge. Just make note of what's going on. If you want, if you feel so inclined to maybe roll your shoulders a little or tilt your head from side to side or front to back to try to release some pressure and some tension, feel free to do so. Also, notice your facial muscles. Can you loosen your jaw? Release your eyes and your forehead. Make sure you're letting go of that tension. And let's end with a couple of big deep breaths. So let's breathe in through the nose. Feel your belly fill all the way and a long exhale. We make those exhales longer because it helps activate our rest and digest response, which helps bring a sense of calm that much faster. Let's do that again in through the nose. Really feel your belly fill all the way with air. Brief pause and a long exhale. <sighs> through the mouth. Nice. Let's do that one last time. In through the nose and a long exhale. <sighs> See if you can get to a place where you can just have those periodic check-ins with yourself regularly. Set a note on your phone or calendar invite, something to remind you to do that, whatever's going to work for you, a sticky note on your mirror in the morning, whatever it takes to remind you to slow down and take the time to listen to your body and what it's telling you. You may be surprised what you learn. 
Thank you so much for listening to this episode. Remember to subscribe and rate this podcast on your preferred player. The ratings really do help us grow and share the message of self-care. If you have comments or suggestions or questions, please reach out by emailing podcast at drmcselfcare.com. And be sure to join me on social media at Dr. MC Self-Care, very active on Facebook and Instagram, or my website, drmcselfcare.com. Be sure to like, subscribe, and love me across all my social media platforms for the most up-to-date information on self-care. See you next time. Stay well and do good. Are you looking for exciting, engaging, and useful professional development and workshops for your school, business, or organization? Well, look no further. Dr. MC offers a variety of options and topics related to self-care and renewal, trauma recovery, building resilience, developing a growth mindset, stress management, and more. Completely customizable to fit every need. And coming soon is a new program to help high school students manage the challenges they are facing today and the increasing concerns around mental health. Visit drmcselfcare.com to learn more and request a session.